Hi, welcome back to Living Life in Awe. I'm Jerry Bose. Today's conversation is with Nicole Gary P. Nicole is a very creative person. She was a ballerina for many, many years. She studied at the Joffrey Ballet in New York City. Currently, Nicole is a jewelry designer and a jewelry maker. She also owns her own art gallery. So needless to say, we talked about creativity and that we're all creatives. And we also talked about gratitude and that gratitude is the doorway to abundance. We talked about creating um, small habits into our daily routine that helps us to just live, you know, a better life, a wonderful life. It was really a fun conversation. We both, I think, are personal development junkies. So it was all about how to live a better life and how to live a life in awe. So I really enjoyed myself talking with Nicole, and I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about creativity and we were saying that once you start on one creative path, that everything else in our life also becomes really creative. And since we were having this conversation, I thought, oh, I love I love talking about creativity and that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I want to hear like your ideas and your thoughts and how did you get to this place? I know you're a jewelry designer and maker. So like, were you always creative? Was it something that you picked up in your adulthood or just what is your path to creativity? Yeah, it's really an interesting journey, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And um, I believe that all people are creative. I think that when we are kids, we just come into this world, and there is so much possibility. And we have these brilliant, creative brains. And for some of us, that gets nurtured. And very honestly, that wasn't really my story. I nurtured it myself, but I didn't come from a family of creative people. Um, so yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, nobody's afraid to make messy art. Nobody's afraid to make something that somebody else might not like. We just go out into the world and, you know, just act in these beautiful, you know, sort of wild ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, we go to school and we start learning stuff and we, many of us can put ourselves into like little boxes. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like coming back outside the box to be a creative so I am a jewelry designer now. That is that is my business. And um, I own an art gallery as well. So I sell art for other creative people, which is amazing. Yeah. How did you get into that? The jewelry design or the art? The, the art gallery. So that was one of these amazing life experiences where I think, you know, when we're in the right place at the right time, amazing opportunities present themselves to us. Uh And I had a very good friend who owned an art gallery who closed her business during the pandemic and gave up this beautiful art gallery space that had been in her family since, um, since about 1994. Oh my. And 
I was looking for a larger space for my business, but it didn't feel like the right time. I was, you know, nobody knew what was going on in the world. And this space, beautiful, creative, industrial style, um, historical art gallery space, um, you know, it uh, came available. It was, um, it sort of made its way through two other people before coming back to me. And I said, wow, I can't let this go. Right. <laughs> this be. is meant to be my space. Yeah. And so my friend who owned the gallery formerly, um, I worked a deal with her to continue selling the artwork of her family. She has a huge, uh, like a legacy of um, art creativity in her family. So her uh -huh. father's art, her sister's art. Um, and then I've made contact with other creative people to sell their art as well. So, oh my gosh, this is like my dream life, you know, to own an art gallery. Yes. And be surrounded by beauty and creative yeah. energy every day. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh, that sounds, that sounds really amazing. Mm -hmm. And so are you choosing the paintings that you want in the gallery or how does it actually all work? Yes, I am. So I... I like to work with people where I, where our energies sort of match, you know, like mm -hmm, I like mm -hmm. to work with other people that sort of have their sit the same outlook on creativity as I do. So I can tell when somebody is just making art because they want to make money. <laughs> so I love to oh. talk to people, hear about their inspiration, hear about their story, like what drives them to create. Yeah. And I like for the art to be beautiful too. Because I live in the Virgin Islands, I live in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, a lot of the artwork that I sell is Caribbean inspired too. So that, yeah. you know, my location is very much a part of, um, a part of what I do and the inspiration for what I do. And because it's so beautiful. Um, there's plenty of people here creating wonderful art inspired right. by the beauty of nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's, that's fantastic because I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by this. Sorry if I, I'm going to probably just ask you more questions because this is like a personal interest of mine is art. I'm, uh, I grew up in New York city. So I was surrounded, you know, by the Met and the MoMA and sure. at a very young age, I was always going to these museums and I, really really love like paintings and looking at like beautiful art so I can just see myself like owning an art gallery and I'm just like wondering like do you go out there and like look for artists who are painting and do you like connect with them and look at their art or is it all around where you live or do you also go outside of the country and then look for other artists or how does it like all work? Right. So right now I really am trying to um, do the shop local thing. So I really like to work with local artists. That's what I'm doing right now. As a creative person, I know that our creative experience flows. So that may not always be the direction of my gallery and the art that I sell. Um, but for right now it is. Um, I love, you know, to work with people, you know, shop small, shop local, all of that. And there's an abundance of creative people here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds that sounds amazing. So you're really surrounded like between your jewelry designing, and then your art gallery, and then living in this place with so much nature and beauty, you are just completely immersed in in beauty all the time and creativity all the time. I really am. And you know, that's yeah. been my experience for such a long time that it's very easy for me to forget that not everybody 
has this beautiful creative life where literally they're surrounded. Um, you know, I think that art and creativity, it just brings this, this joy and joy isn't even big enough, a big enough word for it. Like mm -hmm. it just brings something to the world that we all need. We're all looking for this experience of beauty on some level. And it's not just beauty that we see with our eyes. It's, it's the experience no. of art, what we get when we go to, you know, an amazing performance, like a ballet or a Broadway mm -hmm. show, even just yeah. going to a movie that's create, you know, that's a creative endeavor too, mm -hmm. um, where the actors and, you know, everything that goes into creating a movie is put together to give the, the viewers an experience to yeah. take them out of everyday life and to give them that experience of beauty. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking like, I guess as a painter, you're also like thinking like, what is the experience that I want my audience to have? You know, that's, it's real. That's very interesting. Actually, if we're always thinking like, what is the experience that we want our audience to have. What do, I'm just wondering, like, what kind of art would we be creating? Like, I have a newsletter that I write, you know, personal development and spiritual development on, and then I send it to my community. And I think because of this conversation that I'm having with you right now, I'm going to change my intention when I sit down to write that newsletter. It's going to be more, because I usually write, like, what's important to me. And I think now I'm going to write, thinking more about my audience like how can I bring about an experience for them right I love that and so one of I mean almost like my mission statement is that I believe it is our mission as artists to bring more beauty into the world and that's something I go back to if I'm having a difficult time in my life I go back to that statement like that is my purpose in this world and I want to bring the experience of beauty to other people um, and yeah, with the way we speak to our, our, our customers, our clients, our audience, even that part of, you know, it, it's like marketing, it's yeah. the way we put ourselves out, but there's a creative aspect to that. I mean, I, I can talk about mm -hmm. creativity forever because I see yeah. creativity in literally everything we do. Yeah. Um, and it's been the experience. So before I was a jewelry designer, before I had the art gallery, um, from the time I was a child, I was a ballet dancer. Oh, wow. So I was on stage and I, I became very good. I was a soloist um, in my teen years. I studied at the Joffrey Ballet School in New York City. Wow. And yeah. performing was that art that, you know, you get instant feedback. You get instant gratification in the form of applause. Mm -hmm. And then because I performed on this small island where I live, um, everybody, you know, I couldn't walk down the street after a performance closed without everybody saying, Nicole, you did an amazing job. Thank you for such a great show. And that knowing that I made these people happy from what I was doing, I, I loved that experience of I'm doing something I love that lights me up. And these people are getting something from this. This is literally mm. the best feeling in the world. How can yeah. I do this? And how can I do more of this? Oh my gosh. Oh, that sounds wonderful. You're right. And like, this... how can I bring beauty into the world that, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be my motto now. How can I bring <laughs> beauty into the world every single day? And we can actually do it in small ways. You know, it doesn't have to be big. I think in the, in the beginning, I, I might just do it, you know, for my daughter and my husband, like, how can I bring beauty into my home 
for my daughter and my husband. Like I start small and then I spread it out to like my neighbors and then just bigger and bigger, I guess, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I think in in the times that we live in right now, we think everything needs to be big, Mm -hmm. this amazing thing. But it's those small practices every day, like you're saying, and that's how I live my life. How can Mm -hmm. I bring beauty into the world today? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the best times to do this is when we are going through something personally, like this is something that can pull me out of a dark time is to remember, okay, I'm struggling right now. How can I go and make somebody else's day more beautiful? Mm -hmm. So where I live in the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean, um, we have this amazing thing. It's just part of the culture here. But you say good morning to people that you pass on the street. Mm-hmm. You say good morning when you walk into a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. You say good morning when you go to pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Pretty much anywhere that you walk into when you're the new person in the room, you say good morning and everybody says good morning back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do the same thing in Switzerland. Oh, it's I love amazing. that. Yeah. It's amazing. I, you have to. You must. There is no choice. I had I had trouble with this actually when I first moved here, because I'm from New York and right. we don't say we don't say good morning <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> and people were getting highly insulted, and it was because I was not saying bonjour to like everyone I met. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Do I really have to do this? You know. So it was it was a little bit of an adjustment for me, but no, I think it's great now. Yep, exactly. It's the same thing here. Like you are looked at like something is wrong with you if you don't say good morning. So I mean, that's one of those little things that yeah, you know, I love about living here because that's one way that we can just bring bring that beauty and joy into somebody else's day. Yeah, exactly. But as I'm just thinking that you know, I I went through most of my life saying I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And I just got this book. You probably know it. uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And oh my gosh, I'm just reading it. I started reading it on Saturday and I couldn't put it down. It she's talking about how we block. Well, I just got to the very first weeks. She's talking about how we block our creativity. And it it was really it was an eye opener for me how uh, she's saying how we all block our creativity. And, um, you know, so now I'm doing the morning pages. Mm -hmm. And so first, you know, she says longhand three pages every single morning. And I was like, there is no way I can do longhand three pages every single morning. And I have like a large, a larger notebook than usual. And I'm like, I don't know if I, maybe, maybe, you know, two pages of this is like three pages. You know, I was like trying to like make all these kind of excuses of why I couldn't write three pages. And then finally I said, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And it, I think it's a game changer. I've only been doing it for three days, so I don't want to say anything yet. But you just, the things that come out on the page are amazing. And I think what she's trying to do with this morning pages is you got to get all that gunk out of your head mm-hmm. and just onto the paper so you have the space for creativity. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, so I, I fully agree that everybody's creative and we're creative in our own different ways, but some of us have just forgotten that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a big journaler. I absolutely love to journal and I can write pages and pages. And I agree, it's exactly what you're saying. You need to... Um, you know, get things out of your head that are taking up 
emotional space and emotional mm -hmm. energy there. The other thing that I think that this kind of a practice can do is it reminds you to just start and to create something that's messy. You know, yeah. Brene Brown yeah. calls it the, I don't know if I can swear, <laughs> but any <laughs> first draft, you can edit that out if you need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I totally believe in creating messy art, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and it's not because you know, you're not necessarily going to sell that messy art, but you need to start the creative process somehow. Yeah. And just yeah. by starting, if you're staring at a blank page, don't overthink it. The first mm -hmm. thing that comes to your mind, put it down there. So that's a practice that really does train us to, um, to kind of go within and get deep into what's actually inside of us. Yeah, exactly. Well, when I started my podcast, actually, I did it because I took Kathy, one of Kathy Adler's courses, and she said, just do it messy. So I just, I did the podcast. My very first episode was me and my husband just jibber jabbering. And we didn't know what we were doing. I didn't, I didn't even know how to edit at that point. And I just published it. I said, just publish it. And we'll just see what happens, you know. And what it does is it gets rid of some of that, that, that fear, you know, our ego is like so afraid when we do something new, it's like, oh my God, we're going to get killed. What are you doing? <laughs> yep. The ego <laughs> loves to protect us. <laughs> yes. It's like, no, don't do this. And I did not give myself the option to even think like we talked and then I hit publish and, you know, and I'm like thinking, well, actually now. I realized that I can now go back and edit some, some stuff, but I never go back to like, listen to it because I'm like, just move forward, just keep going, keep going. Because I think there are so many roadblocks to stopping us from our creativity. And I think we really shouldn't give ourselves too many options. Right. Absolutely. Um, I agree. And that Kathy has been, Kathy Heller has been a great lesson for me in the do it messy because that's not normally, you know, how I roll. I, as a former ballet dancer and a jewelry mm -hmm. designer, I've worked in very, very precise and exact uh, kind of work. So mm -hmm. I, I really tend to balance myself pretty well between the left and the right brain, the more, you know, structured um, form and, and the creativity. Mm -hmm. But the, that permission to do it messy has been really good for me because even as somebody who makes a living from my art and I, my entire life is creative, I can mm -hmm. get stuck in the, what am I supposed to do? What is this supposed to look like? And I have to remind myself, nope, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be anything. Just start doing something, start that momentum, start that flow. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess what we were saying before, I guess if, if we have an intention in the beginning that I do want to put forth beauty into the world and then whatever comes of that comes of that, you know, at least we have that intention that we want to create something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I and I think, you know, I fully believe that creativity is a good bit of the divine coming through us as human beings. Yes. And that's yes. kind of like, you know, what you're saying there. Yes, my intention is to bring beauty. And it could be like in a meditation or something. How am I going to do this today? Inspiration yes. strikes in these ways that I don't believe we as humans created. You know, I can take a lot of credit for a lot of beautiful things that I've made, but the inspiration comes from someplace so much higher than me, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and the, the moments yeah. in journaling, in, you know, meditation and whatever in quiet allows that to show up. Exactly. But sometimes I, I reread my newsletters and I'm like, 
oh my God, did I write this? You know, and then it's like, no, this was like pure download. You know, I didn't really write it. It just came, it just flowed through me, you know? And that's also another thing. If you, you don't really take responsibility for it so much, you're like, okay, because I don't know, you know, you're like, this flowed through me. So I'm just a vehicle. I'm just mm-hmm. a vessel for this to flow through me. So that's also very nice. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, which I just thought was so great, and you posted this on your Instagram, and I just loved it, was the 30 days of gratitude. Because I just love gratitude. I think it's it really can be a game changer in anyone's life, especially if you're feeling down, especially if you're really like suffering from lack and scarcity. Gratitude can bring in that spark to change change your life actually this is how I'm this is how much I believe in gratitude I really think it has the power to change our life oh absolutely it's another one of those smaller practices that when done consistently mm-hmm. is an absolute game changer I mean I almost feel like gratitude is a little bit of the gateway drug to real like soul expansion and mm-hmm. you know the manifesting of everything that we want in our life So I did the 30 days of gratitude, and this goes back to me being very structured for a creative person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I anticipated, um, because I've been going through some stuff personally, I anticipated hitting a pretty hard dip in September. So on September 1st, I decided to put it out there on social media publicly that I'm doing 30 days of gratitude. Because me, being the very disciplined, regimented person that I am, I put it out for the world, I was certainly going to follow through and do every single one of those 30 days of gratitude. And I love practices like this that remind us to show up every single day, even when we don't feel like it. Because over the course of a whole month, there's going to be days where we're not feeling grateful, but Mm -hmm. forcing ourselves to find something, like really finding something to focus on, even if it's the littlest thing. Like I think one of mine was morning coffee, you know, Mm -hmm. just find something in our lives to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And um, because I live in the Caribbean, September is hurricane season. So it's always, yeah, it's the height of hurricane season. Yeah. So it's always a stressful month because that's when all of our bad storms have always rolled through. Um, you know, I own a home here, I own a business here, um, and it's just me. So it's when a hurricane's coming, there's a lot to prepare for. So gratitude also, not only did it really shift my focus, I don't think I've ever had a September where I felt as good as I did this September. I was not nervous about hurricanes. Where were they possibly going to come? Of course, we had a few scares. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, having that focus you really do see less of the stuff that might, you know, make you not feel so great. You just don't Mm -hmm. see it as much because you're focusing on like, what can I find? What, what's the beauty I can find in this day? What's the thing in this day that I am grateful for? Yeah, exactly. Well, I really like, I like what you're, you're posting out there. The other day in your story, you had the, you had the palm trees. I mean, I love palm trees. Of course, I loved it. The palm trees and the ocean. I was like, I love the stuff that, you know, that you're putting out there. It, just, it is really beauty, you know, so that's really nice that you're sharing that. And the other thing I liked was the making the bed is a self-care practice. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is so good. 
making the bed as a self-care practice, I thought was a genius move. Yeah. So I am definitely a make my bed every day kind of a person. Um, mm -hmm. And this goes back, there is a really, um, there's a famous viral talk by, um, it was an admiral in the military. I can't remember his name at the moment. Oh, yeah, I heard it. You know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And it's yeah. the power of making your bed every day. And somebody sent this to me after the last really devastating hurricane that we had actually back in 2017, Hurricane Maria. Mm -hmm. And when everything is crazy, right? When you're just, we were living without power for weeks and weeks, you know, people's homes were damaged. We had curfews. There were food shortages. We could, you know, there were lines at gas stations. Like that's what post-hurricane Virgin Islands looks like. So there's mm -hmm. so much chaos. And having these small things, these practices, like making your bed, that remind that gives you that little bit of stability when there's so mm -hmm. much chaos. Like mm -hmm. that was, that was so, I, that was really when I started making my bed every day, only about mm -hmm. six years ago, but that was it. And again, goes back to those, it's the small things that done consistently. Yeah. That, that makes such, you know, such an impact. Yeah. Um, I didn't read the book Atomic Habits, but he probably talks about that. But it is really these small things that are, are like life changing. You know, we always think we have to do something massive and right. big. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you don't need to run a marathon or, you know, climb Mount Everest or whatever people do these days. It's like just these tiny little things. Like actually right now, um, one of my mentors, Light Watkins, he's doing a 30 day squat challenge because he says squatting is like really good for us, for our hips and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. Let me start this 30 day squat challenge right now. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing a 30 day squat challenge where I, where I squat for like one minute and I started it on Saturday and I was having trouble doing it for 30 seconds. So I thought, oh, forget it. I probably will never be able to do it. Today's Wednesday and I could do like three minutes or something, you know? So it's amazing. Even when you do these small moves, you can see the improvement in yourself. And I think that is just, you know, such a celebratory occasion when you see yourself improving. And I'm like, you know, you don't think like as you get older, you feel like, oh, well, I'm not as flexible. I'm not as strong. And actually, it's not true. We just need to like work a little bit harder maybe. And it comes back to us, you know, so I don't, I don't even say that anymore that my flexibility is going. It's like, no, I just need to do things that helps me with my flexibility. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the thing about trying something new like that, there's almost always that, that point where you feel like, oh, I'm not good at this. This isn't for me. It's never going to work. We get that resistance, right? That ego mm -hmm. comes in again, yeah. very early on. Yeah. But if you push through that, and this is something that I'm really, I'm really looking at in all areas of my life, right? Because this relates to business. This can be in relationships. You get to this place where it's like, there's this resistance. Yeah. But what is on the other side of that resistance? What can we yeah. actually push through? Yeah. Because there's something amazing on the other side. So I'm doing this right now with, I've just started doing Kundalini yoga over the summer Ooh, yeah. because I, I do a lot of breath work and I love um, the experience of breath and how it moves energy in the body. When I started mm -hmm. doing Kundalini yoga, I've done vinyasa for years. Mm -hmm. Kundalini, I had this resistance to, 
But in my mm -hmm. head, I said, you know, rationally, I should love Kundalini because it works with the breath and the body. So it's, you know, it's really focused. It's a very significant energy practice. Mm -hmm. And I had to move through a lot of discomfort to get to the point where I'm like, oh, here we go. This is what it's supposed to feel like. And I think yeah. too many people stop at that resistance from a lot of things. It's what keeps people from being creative, right? It's what yeah. keeps us from getting to the next level in a lot of things in our lives. Yeah, well, I, th I really think it's fear. You know, I think it's mm -hmm. the ego saying it's not safe. Like, yep. don't do that. You know, you're not safe. This is something, it's too hard. It's, it's you know, like I... I would love to like put like reels out like I see all of you guys doing <laughs> on Instagram and I still haven't shown my face on Instagram. I have like all these reels of like nature and everything. And I'm like, I'm so resistant to doing that, you know, and I'm like, I must do it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually good for the Instagram algorithm. It favors faces, human faces. Ah. I didn't know that. Yes. So this is my big, I'm like, okay, I have, you know, I have my newsletter where I'm talking about very vulnerable topics. I have my podcast where I'm also like pretty vulnerable with my solo episodes. I said, Instagram is the only, you know, it's the last frontier for me where I have to like really come out and, and show my face. So that's going to be one of my discomforts, but it's very, very interesting how the ego is always like, no, 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 you don't, you, you shouldn't do this. You don't need to do this you know you should do something else this is not required and it's like it's so interesting how it's always trying to keep us safe mm -hmm. and I think I actually learned something interesting from Mel Robbins where she has both hands on the center on the heart center and she says just tell yourself you're safe you're okay you're loved and I do that every once in a while and I was like whoa this is pretty cool this is pretty powerful you know so I do the, uh, I guess it's called, maybe it's called the heart hold where you put both of your hands on the center of your heart and you just breathe. And you, I kind of remind myself, it's okay, I'm safe. There's no bears or tigers or lions coming to get me, you know? Yeah, you know, that is a great, that's a great practice. And I've been working with something similar um, because our nervous system will get in these reactions and something like that or giving yourself a hug or stopping mm -hmm. to take a couple breaths it relaxes your nervous system so we're not in that fight or flight mm -hmm. and that's just we need that for for living for day-to-day -day life or just being yeah. a human being in this world yeah. but of course yeah. i always take it to creativity i know i can't create when i'm in fear when i'm in lack when i'm in scarcity and yeah and regulating the nervous system puts me into a place where oh i'm safe so i can I can be that channel to bring, you know, whatever creativity is going to come through me into the world. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Creativity is really, we, I think we need to be in this state of like flow and relaxation. And whenever I feel like too, like it, my life is too busy, I need to like bring it back mm -hmm. to relaxing and taking my afternoon naps because the creativity just doesn't happen. Like when you're pushing through life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is something that I deal with all the time because I have a, a business, um, two businesses really that mm -hmm. require a lot of the business stuff. You know, they require mm -hmm. me to do a lot. 
And during busier times, I'm not creating as much because I, I'm a lot more in the, the work side of things. Um, and you use the word flow, and that's exactly what it is. We need the quiet, we need the space to get into the flow with whatever creative projects we, you know, we're working yeah. on. Because I think we all tend to think of creativity as like, we picture people painting, right? I was searching for symbols of creativity um, to create some graphics, and everything was a, a paint palette with a paintbrush. But you're writing is super creative. You know, mm -hmm. podcasting is a creative endeavor. People mm -hmm. who are, you know, entrepreneurs and have multiple businesses, they got that way because they think creatively for the most yeah. part, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like creativity, I, that's another one of my, my missions is to, you know, kind of redefine creativity. So more people recognize that creative within themselves, because mm -hmm. it's a really empowering thing when we know we're creative and, you know, we just find other ways, you know, different perspectives on situations, really creative and out of the box ways to, to make things happen and, and really design and create the lives that the lives that we want to live. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. I was just about to say, you know, even like the life that we're living, we can have like how I decide to, how I choose to live my life is a creative process. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like where, like even like simple things, like where do you shop or how do you shop? How do you look at things? You know, like, like the other day I went to one of my favorite uh, supermarkets here and I was just looking at the way they had displayed like vegetables and because it's autumn and they had all this huge thing of like pumpkins and I'm like, ev there's creativity everywhere. You know, we just need to look at it and just appreciate it. You know, you can, you could do like several things. You can be grateful right there for the abundance that's in front of us. Mm -hmm. We could spark our creativity right there. And we can even say it's, it's part of self self care to yeah. take that moment of being present, being grateful and just looking at the creativity. So I, I can already check off all those things that I like in my life, you know? Yes, absolutely. I mean, life is a creative experience. I, mm -hmm. and and I see it more and more every day. And I, and I have to go through, you know, I have to go through the motions too. It's not like I wake up every day feeling creative, but I have those practices mm -hmm. exactly like what you're describing, where mm -hmm. I get myself to the place of, okay, yes, let's look at this amazing creative world that is laid out for us here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know, all the things that are going on in the world, it's just, it's sometimes it's hard to be like grateful and creative mm -hmm. and, and have bliss. I mean, I definitely don't watch the news at all, but you know, sometimes something really big is happening and you, well, mm -hmm. I, you don't want, you don't want to be ignorant of it. You know, even me who's like shuns the news, I do want to be like open to like, you know, current events. And my husband, of course, is like just, you know, watches, listens to the news, reads the news every single day thoroughly. So I, you can't get away from it. But I still like to like, I don't think it does me or the world any good if I'm brought down with everyone else, you know, so I try to do things that are even going to heighten like my frequency again, to like help the world, you know? Yeah. So like I go more into nature, longer walks in nature, longer gratitude journals, you know, just doing everything 
so that I can feel better. Like someone was telling me the other day, oh, but you know, how can we, how can we feel good at times like these? And I'm like, this is when you really need to like take your practices out and really practice them, you know? Yes. This is the time. Yes, absolutely. And I'm a huge fan of inspirational quotes. One of my uh, favorite spiritual teachers, Alan Cohen, um, Mm -hmm. an amazing author, he put something out, you know, during, um, during the pandemic. And it was like about, we've been training for years, we've been meditating, we've been doing all of this work, like boot camp is over. This is when we show up. This oh, is when wow. we have to go to work. And, um, and this is one of my favorite quotes from Toni Morrison, um, that I've used so many times over. And I'm not sure, I mean, when, she, when this quote, or what book maybe this came out of, But she says, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal. Oh, I know. Oh my God, that's beautiful. (laughs) Chills, right? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes because it says it all. It's another layer of my mission of bringing more beauty into the world. Yeah. I mean, we really need that. I mean, we really, I mean, I know it's very easy to get down at at moments like this, but we really need to like lift up the world. I think um, I heard Kathy Heller did some sort of exercise with some people where she said, uh, put a very beautiful uh, photo of you out there, mm-hmm. you know, on Instagram or something like a very like bold picture of you. And I was like, w-. and people were like, how can I do this at the time like this? And she's like, you must, you know, you must do this. And it's so true. You We can't let, you know, all these things get us down. We have to be the ones that are like bringing in all the beauty and the creativity, all that we've been working on, right? We're like, what's the point? Yep. What's the point of doing the gratitude? What's the point of doing the journaling? If at times like this, we don't show up at our highest yeah. and best. Well, it sounds like Kathy's call to action was a good one for you, who's still pondering putting yourself out there on Instagram. I'm, I'm trying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is my, uh, well, you'll see it. You know, we're like, you'll be like, oh my gosh, she's finally done it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> well, I was thinking I might talk about the artist way because it's really I can't I don't understand how I missed this book. I mean, it was pub, first published in 1992. Mm-hmm. Like, how did I miss it? I'm such a personal development junkie. And it's really a spiritual development and personal development book. And uh, you I mean, so much comes up because she's talking about so many things. So I'm looking forward to the next 12 weeks working on this, you know. Yeah. And you're making me want to revisit that one because I know I read it, but it's been, it's been years. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you're bringing it back for me because that it's the work that we can do over and over again Yes, because different things come up. Obviously it's been at least, it's probably been more than seven years since I read that book now. So doing it again now, you know, we change a lot in seven years. There will be a completely different experience that comes out of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to see after I do this one, when I'm going to do it again, but it seems to me like it's not bad to do it every three or five years, Mm -hmm. you know, every five years, every three years, because you, yeah, we're a different person, you know? So what, what is important to me 
now probably hopefully won't be important to me in five years I'll be moved on to something else oh exactly sure sure so looking forward to it well thank you so much this has been absolutely wonderful to chatting with you about so many things I didn't realize we had so many things in common I had a feeling but I wasn't sure yeah this has been great I've enjoyed this conversation so much I was like, I think she needs to be on the podcast. We're going to have this great conversation about creativity because right away we were talking about creativity and we were saying how one thing spills onto like others. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I totally believe this. You know, That's the flow. So thank you. That's thank the you, flow. Thank you. That's the flow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so, so much. Okay. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Nice talking to you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a positive review and a positive rating. Plus, if you could share it with your friends and family, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. See you next time.